Hello and welcome to another episode of Talk Nerdy to Me. I'm Jay. I'm Gaz. Nice to hear you were there. I was I was wondering if you were going to pick up on that. <laughs> Why? Did you just think I was just going to leave you hanging on that bit? It just feels like we've uh, we haven't done this for a while. On like, on Skype, any like, well, I suppose we haven't done anything since the nerdies, have we? Uh, no, it's been the nerdies, but I can't, I can't think. What was the last movie we reviewed? Uh, oh, I don't know, you know. Oh, no, no, oh, I do know. Quite quick after each other. Oh, Fantastic Beasts was one of them. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was Fantastic Beasts was the last one. And Aquaman yeah. and Fantastic Beasts. Ah, that was it, yeah. Okay, so... You were, I think Fantastic Beasts was the last one, so we were a bit reeling. But what we're going to do is we're going to talk about uh, Glass, which came out about a week or two ago. Um, and we're going to talk about it in full spoilers, so you've definitely had enough time to see the film. Uh, and that's your warning. And the title kind of gives it as well, because the title of this podcast will say Glass Spoiler Review. Gaz, yes. what, what is your initial reaction, what your first thoughts on Glass by M. Night Shyamalan. I thought it was all right, but I think it is just all right. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as I possibly could have done, uh, which is a bit disappointing. Like, I love Unbreakable, and I really enjoyed Split as well. And I was, like, going into it thinking, oh, you know, the mix of characters could be quite interesting. I wonder how they do it. And I thought, for the most part, it was done okay, but it, it just left me kind of wanting a bit more out of it but not in a good way yeah like i enjoyed it i did but not not enough <laughs> can you get what i mean like i felt like that the ending was a bit of a letdown uh, and i know we'll obviously go more into it but I, I just felt like there was something missing yeah it for me it was i didn't know what to expect going into this because I'd seen Split when that came out, and they mm. did the little end credits surprise. Well, not even end credits, but at the very end, little surprise. Oh, it's in the Unbreakable universe. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, Unbreakable. I don't remember that film. So I went home and put it on. Like, I don't know when. I put, I put it back on. And I could only remember, like, two scenes. I was unsure if I'd even seen it. But then there's a bit where he's lifting the weights. And then there was the bit where... He is um, in the comic book shop, and I vaguely remember those scenes, but I, I, it was good I rewatched it. Yeah. And that's a very different film for, from how I remember. It was very much a slow burner, mm. but it was a superhero film, and there's only, not, there's only technically like one fight in it, and it's just him giving a guy a choke at the end. Yeah. So for me, especially with Split being all over the place, I didn't know where this was going to go, but I was excited. Mm. And then... I, I was on board, but then every so often it, it was a true roller coaster. That every I was like, I'm, yep, yeah, I approve, yep, yeah, I approve, and oh, what was that? That decision was wrong. Yeah, and I think more so. I actually think the characters are really strong. That's the, yeah, the, like James McAvoy is just boss. I can't like. I want more of that. That was just so good. Like, and he was really good in Split, but I thought like this was even better than his performance in Split, oddly enough. But I just felt that like the film wasn't as good to go along with it. 
Like, it, I just think the way, like, and obviously, you know, this is a major positive for the film, but McAvoy, his performance, I mean, the amount of characters he reels off and the way he changes between them so seamlessly, it's a fucking great character, that Horde. I know, it's, but it's, it's like, I always remember walking out of Split going, that was great, but I was told there was 24 personalities and I felt like I got seven. Mm. Um I feel almost like Shyamalan took that feedback and just that went, we're giving every personality some other time. Yeah. And, and I was... think it worked. Like, have you seen on, uh, you know, like, obviously next to James McAvoy's name on, like, IMDb, by the way? No. <laughs> Patricia Dennis, Hedwig the Beast, Barry Heinrich, Jade Ian, Mary Reynolds, Norma, Jalen, Kat, BT, Kevin Wendelcrum, Mr. Pritchard, Felida. Luke, Goddard, Samuel, and Polly. <laughs> That's a way to thicken up your CV, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, pay, I played 20 characters in one film. And <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, to juxtapose that, like you said, all the, character, all the characters were great. So, like, James McAvoy I, was fun. Very much very fun. Yeah. I enjoyed him. He got a lot of t- uh, time on camera. Um. But in the other direction, Bruce Willis, who I was the most scared of him being in this film because he has phoned it in for the past few years. Mm. And I don't feel he phoned it in, but I felt almost David Dunn's character was a little just left left behind in this film. And I, I almost feel like Shyamalan didn't know what to do with him because he in, in Unbreakable, he is almost like a, he's a keeps-to-himself guy, very quiet um, doesn't want any of this limelight at all. And that, in contrast to um, James McAvoy, you'd think they'd be dead interesting, but instead they just don't know what to do with him. They put him in a room, and he's... I feel like he's only in the film for, like, 20 minutes. I, I kind of see what you're saying, but I actually really enjoyed the way they did that, because, like, I don't think they, he is the understated hero. So, like... He isn't going to be trying to, you know, grab all the, like, headlines. So, obviously, the, the bit at the beginning where he's you know, <laughs> still just going around, still just trying to cure things, the police are looking for him, and blah, 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 and he's, he's still going around just helping people. And it, it's... I kind of liked that he was still very understated, and I liked the aspect of what they brought in with the, the son at the beginning to kind of giving him a, a bit more of a character development than what we had, certainly. You know, it's not like he's just not developed at all in the last, like, say, um, God God knows when Unbreakable came out. Yeah. He's got le- ne- nearly 20 years, so it makes sense he's now got a son and that son's grown up to kind of support him. I, can't, I quite liked that. I thought the only character they left out to dry for way too long was, was Elijah Price. Mr. Glass, because well, yeah, I, he was I, mute this, for, for the entire first half of it. The film was called I, Glass, and he yeah, just wasn't that, in it. That was the, the, one of the main things I thought, well, this is just odd, because this was meant to be his film. We've had Split, and we've had Unbreakable, which I, I believe was more David Dunn's film, and obviously the Horde's film. So I thought this was going to be very much Glass-centric, he would be the one in it most. And it was completely the opposite. Yeah, I mean, I kind of almost... I feel the title was put there to make the trilogy sound amazing. Think yeah. about this. That, uh, from someone who... 
from an English language point of view, this is beautiful. But to have the first film be called Unbreakable, the second film split, like mm-hmm. the first break, the like the sign of breaking, and the third film glass, something as delicate and shattering as that. Yeah. It's a be- it's actually really lovely wordplay for three films and almost uh, to show an arc in the films themselves. But it unfortunately takes away from the fact you walk into this film expecting the glass film. And it's more like split part two and then Mr. Glass coming in for like yeah. almost like I, I the Avengers. Like the half of it when obviously um, Mr. Glass finally, you know, starts speaking and doing stuff was, was really good. I, I really enjoyed it when he did come into it a bit. But yeah, I completely agree. I, it, it was almost like a follow on to the split movie for the first half. And Glass was like an afterthought. And then Glass only really started. So realistically, it should have just been... You know, if you're looking at this from watching the films in in series, you would think that they'd just add on the extra hour to split and just <laughs> then have like an hour special for Glass. It was, it was such an odd film. Like, if you break it down which is an odd thing for me to ever say about a film, because I'm a total believer in the whole is more than the sum of the parts. But if you break it down to parts, I really liked it. I liked Mr. Glass. If you were, now, by the end of it, I kind of sat there for a moment and thought, did I like, because I was a bit annoyed he didn't speak for ages. Mm. But I have a feeling on a second watch, I'll appreciate what he's doing. And maybe it was the marketing that made me expect Glass, the film. Yeah. I loved McAvoy. Obviously, he was great. Bruce Willis, I kind of wish I'd had more of him, but Bruce Willis didn't phone it in. He was very good. I love the fight scenes. Uh, and I, I kind of liked them all being trapped in this one place. And yeah. it, I, I liked that. But there was some just really odd choices of stuff. Like, I mean... Well, I just, I thought it was what was... I mean, let's focus, like, that's the positive. The positive was the three main leads were were great but for me the negatives were what was missing and I felt like it missed an overall moment like you're telling me that that prison car park uh, the sorry the mental hospital car park scene was supposed to be the big climax I just didn't feel that yeah has someone just shown them like Shyamalan how to use like a GoPro <laughs> because the amount of the pet point of view shots was so so annoying. Like, oh, it looks... Now you get to see for the point of view of Bruce Willis choking him, and now you get to see for the point of view of McAvoy punching back. It was like, I want to see it from the point of view of someone watching the fucking fight. It yeah. was so hard to see what was going on. Um, there was the... What was the other thing? Um, it's it's such so weird. Like, I love the scene where he's, like, Mr. Glass meets the Beast. And all the personalities yeah. as well, with him dancing on the table, and he walks up the wall. I thought that was dead cool. Uh, but then I hated the scene, like, oh, David Dunn just died in a, in a little fucking puddle. Yeah, exactly. That, this is, like, I, I kind of don't, like, I don't think it was a bad idea to kill them all, oddly enough. I quite liked that aspect of it. I probably wasn't expecting that, which is obviously Charlemagne's big thing, usually is you kind of, like, don't expect what's going to happen. But, obviously, the only thing I thought, like, 
I, I felt like they left loads of things in it. And I was making it up as I was going along, thinking, oh, that would be boss if that happened. So, like, obviously, like, when Dunn dies, right, and I thought, well, his, his son's there, and the son had been looking at the comic book with the, the superhero with the eyes coming out of him. And I thought, oh, my God, he's going to turn into a superhero. This is how it's... This is, when he said, this is an origin story. Yes, yes. And I was I like, thought... oh, that'd be amazing. That's such a fucking good idea. But it didn't I happen. Thought... <laughs> I, no, like, I, I thought they were all going to be superheroes. That was just pointless then, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I thought his mom, it turns out, it turns out she's got like extra strong bones or something like him. Like mm. the, the, that's a, I thought the girl was going to like, because she was touching him and it was having an effect. Yeah. I thought, does she have that's this touch a, feeling? Exactly. It just oh, felt God. like it, it left so much out there. Like I, sometimes that's a great thing to do in a film, but I felt like it was the wrong thing to do with this film. And then I'll tell you the other thing that really annoyed me was just how many times that tower was mentioned, but then they didn't even use it. <laughs> it's like what oh, the mate. fuck? I want to go to the tower, mate. I know. And then it kept it kept like showing the tower at the end exactly. in the last 20 minutes it's the most like pointless I, made up tower i've ever heard of in my life i thought at the end it was going to be like there was going to be a screen on the tower and they show all the footage from the tower and i was like oh yeah that would be poetic they were mr glass wanted it on the tower and he's going to get it in some way shape or form but no it was just it became trending on twitter exact that that is exactly the thing right they didn't use it at all. I thought, I thought, obviously, it was leaning towards the big fight at the end was going to be at the tower. So, all right, okay, shock us. We didn't actually end up going to the tower. But then, yeah, exactly, put the film then on the tower. That would have made total sense to why they kept mentioning it. I mean... But it just felt like it was just in there to go, it's a red herring. Oh, right, okay. Well, I, I, loved, I loved it when he's in the room... Mr. Glass comes over the tannoy. I actually got chills. Like Mr. Glass comes over the tannoy and says, we're going to go to this tower and we're going to show ourselves. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to do one of my terrorist things. Mm. You have to stop me. You have to show yourself. And you ha- The only way is you stop by believing in yourself. And it's almost like this. The most anti, anti-hero I can think of were you are rooting for Mr. Glass here. Yeah. It's the only way to bring the hero. It is the true Joker and Batman. You don't get Batman without this Joker. He yeah. needs to exist. And I got this and I was really, I was full gusto. And then, like you just said, it's a battle in a car park and a puddle. Yeah, it's just so bizarre. that it, I felt like the movie like stole its own good ending and it was so obvious it was like waiting for them to do it i mean who's this black clover thing that i like i saw exactly. the first tattoo i was I like have I missed something? if this is the end i'd be very surprised because like there must be something else in the pipework because otherwise again exactly what you've just said the black clover means nothing to us nothing at all so why did they keep showing it as if it was supposed to be this like oh we live in a secret society shake hands in the restaurant i got what they were going for but at the same time i'm thinking well then surely there must be another film to make more sense of that 
I know. I just feel like there was something. The there's and also if there's gonna be another film, we're gonna have to get introduced to a whole new plethora of people. Mm. I would have liked one link from this one. It was just, but I, but at the same time, I liked the film. But I mean, here's another thing, right? Here's another thing. James McAvoy, one of the most entertaining parts of it was the light using you know the lights on him to make him have to just go down to like his weakest personality. Yeah. And then he's trying to escape and he's running at it and it keeps flashing. He's like, ah, right. Yeah. Close your eyes. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Close your eyes. I, I don't look too much into stuff like that. That doesn't hurt me as much. I get what you're saying. This is like the type of people that like sit there like watching period films and go, oh, oh, that wasn't available in 1720. No, it's not. This is like, <laughs> Just let it be not like that. Like, I get you're what you're saying. Me. No, Gaz. <laughs> Patricia and Dennis are two of his most smart pers- smartest personalities. There, he's got he's got one in there that's a professor. He's 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 a strong character. You're telling me the whole way to defeat him is with like an oh like a one million power candle like torch, and he won't even think to just close his eyes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I'm letting that one slide. Oh, <laughs> I was entertained by the flashing lights. <laughs> um, I mean, the only only other thing that really bothered me. Um, was uh, the the woman who was the professor? I feel like mm. she had just one face and one way of saying things the whole way through the film. Yeah, no, I I agree. I re- I really didn't enjoy that character, and I I kind of get what they were trying to go for with the whole we're trying to make you feel like you're human aspect. But then again, when it all came out, I was a bit like, eh. Like it was all a oh, it's just so much easier for us to get you to believe you're human than exterminate you or or summit. And I I was like, eh, <laughs> I, like, I don't, I just don't buy what you're selling. And I I don't think it was a great performance. And I, I think maybe that was one of the things that was like maybe why it, it just didn't seem believable to me. Um, and she's a good actress, Sarah Paulson, so I'm a bit shocked that I didn't climb aboard with that, but uh just didn't didn't work for me. And I, it's a shame because the other supporting cast really I thought were really I thought his son was really good. I thought um what was the name of the girl who was in Split was really good. Oh I can't remember the name. Casey. Casey, wasn't it? Yeah, Casey. Um and I actually really liked, oddly enough, the kind of um like nurse people who were coming in and out of the film who were in the obviously the medical facility and stuff I thought they had a good role in it so realistically the only person I thought didn't do a great job was the doctor and that was a bit sad because that was a pretty integral part of the film do you know what's an odd part like Mm. so I think Mr Glass had a really really great story arc in this because He's gone from being like this terrorist to being actually the necessary evil to bring out the good in the world almost. And mm. in in one sense, he's almost the, the... It's a weird feeling when at the very end, when you think about it as well, the in, initial feeling, I think you're going to get the tone from that very end, is one of like, 
hope, you know, like a, a happy ending, like, oh, possibilities, but it's brought about by him. He was the bad guy, right? Yeah. So it's, it, this is really, I really like that. I'm kind of conflicted on Samuel yeah. Jackson's character. And James McAvoy, um, as well, goes from being this horrible beast to remembering there is a, there is a person inside of him. And mm. he's kind of, I was sad that he died. And yeah. I think having the, the Casey forgive him was like helped. Yeah. But David Dunn, again, what, what was his story arc? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like compared to the other two, I don't think there was necessarily that thing, was there? No, uh, it just didn't. He didn't do. He was really good at the at the start as well. He was awesome as hell. I loved him. Just, I, I just loved it when the, those like he just threw that lad against the wall and appeared. He turns yeah. the lights off wherever he goes, and then that battle in the world. I loved all of that. Yeah, and that that was the thing. I, I actually, as much as Glass didn't come into it for the first half, I really did enjoy that that bit. You know, the bit where the beast comes into contact with the overseer as he's obviously been known as now yeah and I've, that was a really good scene but then i, I don't know it, it it was like a roller coaster this one I, I, there was some bits i really liked about it and then i just think the ends i just don't i don't think they did enough with it I, I think they had to go to the tower or they had to do something with the tower i think they had to do more with like one of the side characters or something and as you say, if they are going to go into a sequel, then they need someone to come into that sequel. But they've killed all three of them. Or at least, you know, it certainly appeared that they, they have. So that's why I thought it would have been a perfect thing to then have Casey and the son, I can't remember the name of, going then forward as the new superheroes. Do you know who had a better story arc? M. Night Shyamalan. What in his little, <laughs> his little cameo? <laughs> like he was, because he <coughs> he was in Unbreakable, wasn't he? As like, I don't remember him being in Unbreakable. Oh, enough. he's in all his films, guys. He's in all his films. In Unbreakable, when David's working at the stadium, he's the guy that when he stood next to Mister Glass, Mister mm. Glass is like, you can just sense when people have something about them, can't you? He's like, maybe, I don't know. Maybe mm. I do. I just sense it. And then he's one of the ones. And he, he, I think he's like determined he's got something on him. And right. they, pat, they pat him down. Or he doesn't want to get pat down at the left. And it turned out it was drugs or something. I don't know. Uh, or a gun. Then in Split, he's just working as like a security guard. Now, I remember him being in Split. But I just don't remember him in Unbreakable at all. But I haven't watched Unbreakable for like 10 years. So that's probably why. But I um, couldn't. But- I don't care. I, I like. I would have just accepted that maybe, you know, it's it's cinema and like Shaman can play two people if he wants to. But it's like, oh no, I was. Uh, I did used to go. Did you used to work at the stadium? Because I I hung around with a bad crowd, but I've turned it around now. <laughs> Fuck off! I hate it when Tarantino is appearing in his films, Shyamalan in his films. I hate that. It's so <laughs> it, egocentric. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. I mean, it's hardly a Stan Lee, is it? But, like, you know, it, it didn't upset me as much as it's clearly upset But he thought you. more about his own arc than David Dunn, <laughs> who he just literally killed. I mean, when I saw that hole filled with water, I thought, that's going to be a problem for David Dunn. But I thought it would be a more... Almost brutal death, like they'd shove him in like full on head first, you know, 
feet mm. out the ground. It's torment. It's it's a horrible thing. Not just like slowly just pushing his face into like the the surface of the water. Yeah, I don't know. It was. It, it certainly seemed odd. Like I mean, that's it. And it, it it was such a Jekyll and Hyde film because I think they got some stuff bang on, and it's just a shame that they couldn't have like made that consistency. To, I mean, to really give it a really good end to to the series because I, I think it had if you look at it on the face of it unbreakable split and half of this movie is a pretty damn good trilogy yeah as much, as far as it spread out but i i feel i feel robbed of that final aspect of it to i liked as i liked as well just a little little bit of a trivia for you but you know those Scenes like with the young Bruce Willis and the young oh, yeah. um, Mr. Glass. Mm. So they were deleted scenes from Unbreakable. Really? No, yeah. I, I, I kind of thought when obviously because it went to the train, didn't it? Um, at one That's point, they like scroll through, and I, I thought oh, obviously they just that must be footage from the original film, just cleverly shot. Yeah. So. I mean, it makes total sense. I, th- I, I knew they hadn't done like what Marvel have done and just basically, you know, CGI a young person. Yeah, but I was just like, I was like, that's, you see, it's little things like that that kept like bringing me back in. Yeah. Like, I don't know, Mr. Glass being really clever and manipulative and lovely and like stuff like that. But then, yeah, the last 20 minutes of the film with the secret society and the, and, and I'm not going to get over the puddle. I'm not going to get over the puddle. <laughs> But yeah, it was a, a weird, like it was a roller coaster. So I mean, I've, I can't, I, I don't want to water this review down. Let me see what I did there. Water. Very good. Yeah, not bad. I don't want to water this review down anymore. So, um, Gaz, what are your final thoughts on Glass? Well, I, I would give it a six. I think as, as much as we've probably put some negatives out there, I thought the actual cast was really really good i really enjoyed the characters especially the horde um i thought mcavoy was incredible so on that basis i I mean i had to give it a decent enough score but i just don't think i could put it up in one that that it's not looking back at it i can't think of why i'd want to go and watch it again that's the other than james mcavoy and that's quite sad because i actually really did enjoy bits of it um, I agree and disagree. I'm going to give it a six as well, but I can think that I might go back and watch this, see this, watch this again. I might go higher, it might go to a seven, but uh, I think I went in this with some expectations, you know, in part due to trailers and marketing and title and whatnot. But I think going into this again, I might learn to appreciate like the little tones and the little subtle things that Shyamalan did in this but yeah it's it's just left me kind of going why did you kill your characters in this way what there's a more wise than they like why why did you not watch bird box before you came up with the light idea mm. no there's there's just <laughs> there's just things going around in my head which are bothering me but I did enjoy myself so I, I I've got to give him that so yeah a six for me as well it's a pretty comprehensive six all around then. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm on your weird 6.2s or whatever the hell was no, your last no one. No decimal weird. points needed today. It's a solid six. 
2019 will be the year of no decimals. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. <coughs> right. Um, well, in that case, by the way, <coughs> oh god, <coughs> I'm getting that cold again. I'm oh. getting a puddle, lad. Well, <coughs> shut up. <coughs> I don't know if Americans or our European listeners get this, but something keeps going around Britain. I swear to God, like every like eight weeks. I've had this like twice now. It's horrible. Um, so, Paul, I'm not editing this out. I'm just going to explain. It's too messy to edit out. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. Right. So, yeah. Um, our next uh, review will probably be uh, Reign of the Superman. Yeah. Sounds All good. Right. No worries. So, uh, I've been Jay. I've been Gaz. And we've been talking nerdy. Keep talking nerdy. Peace. Uh, stop the go. Yes. So where's your class?